0: Hey Baker, welcome to Business is Sweet. It's easy to fall in love with the sweet art of baking. It's a bit harder to take the right steps to create a successful business around your baking. But the business side of baking is also pretty sweet. I believe that you can be paid well for your creativity, build a successful baking business from home, and enjoy the work you get to do. And in fact, I don't just believe it, I know it because I've done it. I'm your host, Brett, a self taught home based baker myself, who's built a thriving business making a full time income as a wedding cake designer, all from home while raising my two little kiddos. And I'm here to show you how to do it too. Welcome to the show. Hey there my baker friend. It's Brett. Welcome back to Business is Sweet. It really is so sweet. Isn't it so cool what we get to do that <laughs> we get to bake treats and create beautiful things that use all the senses for people, right? They brings in taste, it brings in smell, it brings in you know, sight and the feel of how it is on your tongue, like all these senses we get to combine to create this beautiful experience for people. And we get to get paid to do that. How cool is that? It's so cool. And I'm just living and thriving in it. And I hope you are too. I hope you're enjoying that creative process that you're in, because that's the whole point. That's why you're doing it. That's why you became a baker and went into business was so that you could enjoy this process of what you're doing and get paid to do it so that you can keep doing it. That's what's so fun about it. I just love it, love it, love it. Before I jump in today, and today we're talking about how to open the door to allow yourself to have success because there's this super key point in my journey that really allowed me to move forward and to have success and to take the right steps. And I know that it's the key for you as well. And so we're going to talk about that. But before we dive in, I've got to let you know about this amazing free mini masterclass that I'm hosting with the incredible Kayla Bullard from Almonds and Apricots. You can find her on Instagram. You can find her blog, Almonds and Apricots. But we've teamed up and I just did a podcast episode with her just a few episodes ago. So if you heard that, then you know a little bit about Kayla. We have been meeting up and talking and just brainstorming together and we've put together this mini masterclass all about wedding cake branding. It's called Wedding Cake Menu SOS and what it's for is for you who are are struggling to break into the wedding industry or are wanting to you know up your game as a wedding cake designer and decorator. This whole workshop is focused on a helping you Get an idea of how to get those higher clients, how to brand yourself in a way that stands out, in a way that people can trust you, how to lift up, elevate your your communication with your clients so that when they roll up to your shop, whatever that is on Instagram, Facebook, website, they feel comfortable trusting you. They understand what your product and your offers are. And they're able to pay your prices because they feel that professionalism coming through everything that you're doing. So in this free mini masterclass, we're going to like help you prime all of that and, and get the juices flowing so that you know what are the steps to take as a, as a wedding cake baker to really bring in that branding and that trust. It's totally free to sign up for this. It will be on March 16th, that's a Thursday, and it's going to be at, okay, let me see if I can get these times right, 6 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Mountain Time, 8 p.m. Central, and 9 p.m. Eastern. So if you're somewhere outside of the United States, look up like if, from Mountain Time to whatever your time zone is what's the time difference, and you'll figure it out, and we'll also be recording it. We'll send out that recording for you, so if you can't come live, you can catch the recording, but you have to register to be able to get that recording in your inbox, so I'm going to drop the link in the show notes so that you can register for that mini-workshop, you can also go to my Instagram and sign up there. We already have like 250 people registered. (laughs) We're so excited to have you in this little class and to teach you. Kayla is incredible, I am learning so much from her, and just co-working with her on this project has been such a treat. She has done so many incredible things and has so much to teach, and I can't wait to just kind of combine power and forces with her to bring you this incredible mini masterclass. So make sure you sign up for that. Okay, let's talk about how to allow yourself to have success, how to open the door for that. And I want to start by telling you a story So I started really kind of tapping into decorating, even though I'd already I loved it for a long time, and I I'd done a few projects here and there as a teenager. What I really started to kind of take orders after I did my cousin's wedding cake. That was in 2016. I did her wedding cake and was like, oh, cool. Like now I've got one under my belt. Wouldn't it be cool if I could do some more of this? And so I started to take orders. Again, as they came, I wasn't looking specifically for them. It was just kind of like people noticed that I was baking cakes and they would come out of the blue and be like, can you make this cake for our boss's retirement? That was a cake that I did for my my husband's boss. when When he retired, they asked me to make him a cake that looked like um, a tree stump with lichen and mushrooms because they worked at a museum and he studied lichen. That was his thing. So I made him this cake. And I remember um, just, yeah, worrying about like, was it baked all the way? Was it raw in the middle? And did it look all right? And it was just, it was fun. So this, this is the point that I was at. And I started looking for a cake decorating class because I I dipped in to this world and I knew I wanted I wanted more, I wanted more information, I wanted more training, I wanted to understand this better. So I started looking for a cake decorating class and the only thing that I could find were the classes they host at like the craft stores like Joanne or Michael's and so I found one that was being hosted at Joanne's and it was like this beginner piping class like we're going over buttercream techniques and piping and coloring and I was like, alright, cool. I am going to go to this class, and it was like $35, and you had to bring all your own supplies, right, so it ends up actually being like $60 to come to this class, and I show up on that day, and I'm the only student, and the teacher was someone who had decorated cakes, but she just kind of worked at the store, and they were like, oh, someone signed up for this class and they almost canceled it. They're like, oh, it's just one person. We're we're probably going to cancel this class, but they didn't. And so I I went and um, had a good time, but realized really quickly that I knew more than the teacher did and that I was farther along in my technical skills and my understanding of cake like I'd done more cakes than than she had, which is like, not, not, I'm not like bragging or putting myself above her or anything. I was just farther in my journey at that point And I had more information. And what it ended up being was this light bulb moment of like, oh, if this is the kind of classes that are out there, and I feel like I have even more information, what if, what if I taught a class? And at the time I was working at um, a training center, for my church where we would help, um, just manage a lot of back end stuff. I was kind of like this, not a secretary. I did more than a secretary does, but we, we all sat in little cubicles together and, um, it was such a fun place to work, such a good environment. We were always chatting and the girl that sat next to me, her name was Tessa and I love her, love her, love her to death. She was, I, I miss her. We, we always would talk and have such a good time and, So Tessa was super creative, too, and she did calligraphy and she would come back from the weekend and tell me about these calligraphy classes that she had been hosting. And I was like, so intrigued, like, ooh, tell me more about that. What are you doing? And she literally just liked calligraphy and she was good at it. And so she would host classes. She would just find a space to rent. She was doing it in the floral shop. She would set up a table. And she would get everyone a soda and a cookie and she printed out these books that she had made and she would buy all the supplies and she would show up and she would have these beautiful classes that looked so fun and people would come and have this incredible experience and learn how to letter. And I my brain, my wheels started just kicking into gear and they were turning and I was like, oh, my gosh, wait a second. Nobody gave you that opportunity like nobody walked along and said, hey, do you want to teach calligraphy for us? She was just like, oh, I want to teach. There's a need for it. I'm good at it. Let's go. Let's set up this class. And her example of just entrepreneurship and creativity and sharing her skill was that was it. That was like the the green light that I needed to start teaching so I had this class and I saw her doing it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to teach a class. And so I actually ended up having to leave my job because it was a student job at the time. And I graduated and I couldn't work there anymore once I wasn't a student. And so I had these few months where I wasn't working a job, but I was also pregnant. And so in a few months I was going to have a baby and wasn't wasn't ready to go full throttle on my business. In fact, at that time, I believed that I was going to just stop my business. Because once you have kids, you are a mom and you stay at home and you don't do things, right? No, totally wrong. Absolutely wrong. Throw that out. Throw that out. There is no way that your life's work outside your home ends at age. 24 when you have your first baby. Like, you can do both. You can do both. And it's beautiful when you do both. It's so beautiful. God gives you those purposes for a reason. So that's a totally different story, totally different tangent. But this is the space I was in where I had three months of really nothing on my plate. Nowhere I had to be, no assignments due, no work to go to. And so I started Pushing my cake business just a little, just to enjoy it, just to like mark a few things off before I had my baby. And one of those things was, I want to teach a cake class. So I threw together, <laughs> not threw together, I put together this class, my first one, and it was just going to be a beginner's piping class, kind of like the one I had taken at Joanne's. But I was going to up it a little bit. I wanted to elevate it a little bit more and bring in a little more technical skill. So, I kind of you know, mapped out in my head what I was going to teach, and I listed it on Etsy. That's how I ran my sales for this class, is I made an Etsy listing. And I had 10 people sign up. And it was only $35, and I hosted it at our little clubhouse for the neighborhood. And 10 people came, and it was really, really cool. And so people were kind of like, would you do one where you actually you know, had us have us make a cake because what we did is we just kind of piped on laminated templates and on then on a cookie and it was really, really basic and they got to take their supplies home and everything. But people were like, what about a cake? Can we actually like make a cake in your class? And I was like, ooh, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> and that kind of scares me. That's a lot more to prep and we have to have fridge space, but hey, okay, let's, let's give it a go. And so I opened up this other class and it we were actually gonna build this cute little two layer cake, and I had six people sign up for that and I don't even remember what I charged for that one. I maybe was like forty five dollars, maybe sixty like it didn't up it very much, which is so funny, but um, that's you know where my com- my comfort level was as a beginner teacher, and so it was great because I got paid to practice teaching so these These six girls show up, and some of them had been in my beginner's class, and one of them was my mom. <laughs> <laughs> and we had this really fun little cake decorating class, and it was super-duper basic. It's super-duper simple, but the girls who came had a good time, and it, it was a great, you know, springboard into trying cake for the first time. And so we we have this class, and it was so fun. It was a success. And then one of the girls, she leaves my class, and then pretty soon I see her starting to take orders. And I see her starting to open up her own business. And then I have my baby. And so I'm at home and I'm, you know, not really doing my thing. And I'm still kind of in this phase of like, oh, I can't, I can't have a business because now I've got my baby and and it's just going to be too busy. It's going to be too much. And I see her starting this cake business and I am green, green, green with jealousy. And I am just like, what is she doing that wasn't what the class was for. She wasn't supposed to start her own business. She was just supposed to, you know, make cakes for her kids and at home. I had never even fathomed that somebody might go and start a business. And so, and this girl, her name was Cherie. And we ran in the same kind of social circles because we'd actually grown up in the same town. We'd gone to school together and we could actually trace back To junior high where we both were on the same cross-country team and I didn't know it but she later we we talked and she was like yeah you were always the girl running in front of me the girl that I was like if I can just beat Brett at this race if I can just get faster than her (laughs) and I was like oh I had no idea that that was a thing (laughs) I was like totally oblivious but we had always kind of been there and we knew the same people and we ran in those same circles and so it made it even more of a threatening, it seems such like a threatening situation to me when she started her cake business, because I was like, when we post about cake orders, we're posting to the same kinds of people and like, there's not enough customers to go around and like now we're in competition with each other. And even though at the time I wasn't even really doing cakes yet, I was like, gosh, she's, she's going to win, right? She's going to take all the business and she's going to do the thing that I want to do And it became this dagger to my heart. Every time I got on Facebook and saw her that she had done an order, I was just like, oh, she got another one. And gosh, like I'm still like I'm still decorating farther along than that. And I can't believe she's getting this business. And it really was like weighing on me. It was this burden that I carried in the back of my mind. Eventually, I started doing cakes again, too. And I, I got to a space where I was like, all right, no, I, I miss doing this. And so I would take a few and then I would quit. And then I would take a few and then quit. And um, but I, I, I started doing them again. And, you know, there was Cherie always, you know, kind of right there beside me doing cakes. and And I was just always feeling so threatened by it. And then one day. I can't remember if I had, you know, put out a post like, hey, if anyone wants to learn decorating, like, like, I'll I'll do lessons with you. Or maybe I was doing a class. I can't remember what exactly sparked this conversation. But I get a message from Cherie And she says in the message, I really haven't figured out this cake decorating thing as much as I would like to. And I'd like to have a private lesson with you. Can I pay you to have a private lesson? And all of my defenses go up and I get flared up in my head. And I'm like, how could she possibly think that this is okay? Like she makes herself my competition and now she wants me to teach her? Like, where does she even get off? What is she thinking? Like, this is so not okay. And I'm like, just like, brewing with, like, frustration in my head about how do I respond to this message? And for whatever divine intervention reason, for whatever, like, spark of deeper understanding that somewhere my brain or spirit had, I answered in a completely different way. And I said, hey, you know what? Let's just be friends. Like, what if I just came over to hang out and we make cake together and, and we just, you know, do it together and have fun with it. I don't know where it came from. Like I literally, that, that went against all of my feelings and all of my thoughts and everything that I, that I thought existed in this com- competitive cake world. And she was like, really? Yeah. Okay. And so we set a date And she was working on a cake, and I was gonna bring all my stuff, and I was gonna, you know, give her some pointers as she worked on this cake, and we were gonna talk and do things together. And I show up at her house, and I spend a few hours there, and it was the single funnest experience that I had had as a cake decorator until that point. Because here I was in the same room with somebody who got it, they understood how my brain was constantly thinking about buttercream and how to stack a cake and how to get a customer. And she understood the frustration of trying to figure out pricing and gosh, people are so picky and, and oh my heck, nobody understands that I'm in my kitchen, like slaving away doing this and and how much energy and stress that costs me. And we had the best time decorating together and talking and it was so easy. And we became fast, fast friends And it grew and grew and grew from that moment. And today we're still besties. I just texted her yesterday and was like, will you be a guest on my podcast? So she'll be on the podcast soon. But we have done so many fun things together. And what happened was this mind shift of all of a sudden I realized that that there was a something more to being a cake decorator than just competitively trying to get orders. I really enjoyed doing what I do. And when I had a friend in that, it just elevated it. It just, that made it even more beautiful, that connection I had with her. And it opened the door to form other connections with other cake decorators who have become my best, best friends. And I love that part of it just as much as I love the decorating, being able to connect with like-minded people who are so passionate about cake and baking like we have the best time so it opened up that door and then it also just uprooted this idea of of scarcity in the market because I was I was like oh there's so many decorators it's so saturated like how in the heck if there's another one if someone else starts a business how the heck am I going to sustain mine and what I realized is that just as saturated as the market is with bakers It's just as saturated with customers. And there's no way you, as a single-handed baker, can even take on all the possible orders that exist. And so it's so great to have somebody else who you trust to bounce orders to, and they bounce them back. And ever since becoming friends with Cherie, it never, ever, ever hurt my business once. It only helped it. We only rose together as we supported each other and as we helped each other grow, it was phenomenal to actually watch how never once, never once did it, did I lose customers or was my business hurt by being friends with her and connecting with her. And that is the power of, of having a community. And that is the honestly the power of elevated thoughts because it's not even just you know, our physical observation of what's going on, like, oh, there's this many customers, there's, you know, I can take this many orders, and she can take, it's not even the, the logistics of what's actually happening. It's in this mental level, in your actual thoughts, this shift into, oh, when I allow someone else to have success, that teaches my brain that somebody can enjoy this and come onto the scene and have customers, and it's okay, and they, su- they can succeed. When you cheer for somebody else, it actually allows you to cheer for yourself. You teach your brain to break the thought loop of whatever the story has been in your life that you've been taught, because we are taught, we are trained that we have to perform at a certain level, and that don't put yourself out there because you might get hurt because people might laugh, because you might fail, and that's not okay, and the, the story's baloney, right, <laughs> and that's, but that's what we've all internalized, is that it's scary to try something new, it's scary to try and run a business, because what if I fail, when we, and when we realize, when we actually allow for other people to have success, and we cheer for them, and we take inspiration from it, and we let that fuel us, we break That little groove in our brain, that little path of least resistance that we've been digging for so long, telling us it's hard, telling us it's impossible, telling us it's scary. We break it and we carve a new groove in our brain. We literally carve a new place in our brain for our thoughts to go where there's possibility, where you can do it, where somebody with zero experience can step in and have success. And that can be you. That can be me. I can succeed. You can succeed. You can start a business and know nothing. You can have those small wins and you can even push it further and you can have all the success that you desire. And it's just a matter of taking small steps. And it's a matter of allowing yourself the grace to learn in the process. But literally, when you allow yourself to cheer for other people and support other people, you co-sign the idea. You co-sign to the the contract that yes, somebody can do this, and it's good, and it's great, and it inspires, it uplifts, and I can do that too. And I didn't learn it all the way with my experience with Sheree. It's something that I still had to battle with, and I still battle with it today. It's like a very conscious thought process where I'm choosing to elevate my thoughts to a different spot. But even. A year or so after after me and Cherie became friends, I got on Instagram for the first time starting this Instagram for my my business. This is when I actually started up Hobble Creek Cake and I was like, all right, here we go. It's like official. We're going to do this. And I got on Instagram, you know, and there's there's automatically that triggered thought of like, holy crap, I'm just starting this page. I have zero photos to post. I've got, you know, 75 followers because I put a post out and was like, I'm starting a business. Everyone can follow me. And there's a few wonderful, gracious people who support you in that in that beginning. And you get on Instagram and you're automatically triggered by all of these other pages that have they're so good at photography. a eh? And they're so good at videography and they have so many followers and just you you feel this chasm of like lack from where you are to where they are and it just seems so far away and so out of reach and you feel that and I remember somehow ended up following this lady who was in New York and she was very much a beginner still and in like the best way I can say possible, she was still learning how to perfect some of those basic techniques like smooth sides or like covering up all the patches so that the cake doesn't show through and smoother piping. And that's okay because that's how we learn. Here she was being so brave and just like throwing herself into the process because she loved it and she was getting customers. She was getting orders and making these cakes and it, was so dumb it was so dumb but i would get on and be like why the heck are people paying her for these cakes why the heck does she have over a thousand followers like there is there's no reason like it doesn't make sense and my cakes are better than that and i don't have that many followers and i don't and it was this horrible horrible way to approach a instagram and b being a caker and c somebody is seeing somebody else and it just it literally was like so frustrating isn't that interesting how we can be so put down we we choose to be so put down and so like beat down by somebody who doesn't even live near us like their post just pops up and we because we have followed because we are there on Instagram We have given permission for anybody to like toy with our emotions and to to send us to a place that, you know, maybe puts us in a really bad thought process. And because I was so new, because I had so much fear around my business at that point, right? That's what it really was. It was fear. Like if somebody else who's not good is getting all the customers, then what? I don't even stand a chance, right? (laughs) And we, I literally didn't even live in the same state as this woman, and we don't even have the same followers. She had this great community that was supporting her and excited to watch her move forward. And here I was taking a personal hit because of that. How stupid. How absolutely freaking ridiculous that that was what was going on in my brain. But do you feel it? Have you sensed that in your own thought process? Like, and if you have, that's okay. That's okay. Okay. Because now what you can do in this moment is be conscious of it. And that's the best thing possible is to be made aware of like, oh, my gosh, you're right. That is happening. And so what do you do about it? You've got to allow other people to succeed. You've got to cheer for them. You've got to realize that the first thing you can do to allow yourself to actually step into this role of a successful baker is to, to cheer for the ones who are doing it because to do that it doesn't take away from your customers doesn't take away from your skill doesn't take away from anybody to cheer for somebody but it actually puts you in a better thought place where you can then take better action it takes you out of this fear-based business mindset when we make decisions out of fear they are most likely bad decisions and they're most likely holding us back from our true potential because we're scared and we always will take a lower, lower path of resistance, um, a lower like effort level. We will always sign up for what is the minimal I can do because I'm so scared to like push it further and to take that leap. But when you actually support others, when you allow them to have that, that success wherever they are in their journey you really do put yourself in a better spot what else can you do if the instagram is toying with your head and if you see that every time you get on and you take a hit here's the thing instagram is such a great business tool but if it is killing your brain mentally then it's the trade off isn't there does that mean you have to get off no but you actually do have power to mute posts that you don't want to see. You don't have to unfollow people, but you can mute them so that you're still connected. But if, if it's just too hard to see, you know, whoever is getting on and, and you take this personal hit from it, just mute the posts. Don't Don't let it come into your thought stream. Stay connected, but take control of your own emotion and don't allow the Instagram feed to dictate how you're going to feel today and how you're going to show up in your business so so silly that we we really do allow that and and you probably don't even realize it but how much just the posts that you see affect the way you think about your own life and your own self and your own business and your own skills when literally it has nothing to do with it but it hijacks your brain and it takes it somewhere else so take control of that situation and you take control of of what's allowed to influence how you're thinking and how you're feeling and then find some people to cheer for. It's just, it really is the most beautiful thing when when you connect with others. It It makes it ten times the treat, ten times the experience when you have a community around you of bakers. And if you don't have that community where you live, be the one to start it. Be the pioneer to carve that path and create a space where the bakers can connect, where you can support each other. It's so, so, so beautiful. And then I have to give you this update because it falls so perfectly into this theme and into what we're talking about. But um I I I definitely have done a lot of work in the past three years after after starting my business and connecting with Cherie to to really be a part of the community and be like I said, being friends with anybody has it's never ever ever hurt my business. It has only grown it. And my business was able to grow fast and beautifully. And it was such a blessing and such a cool thing. And I I know without a doubt that having those elevated thoughts, even just the smallest shift, made all the difference, made all the difference in my ability to grow my cake business. And then if you've been following along, I shared a little bit about how I thought about opening a store here in my new town. And I even went and met with somebody and looked at a space and was about ready to lease it. And I broke down all the numbers and I was making all the plans and and looking at all the costs and everything. And then I very strongly felt this kind of spiritual impression. It was It was super duper clear of just, this is not what you want to be doing right now. And it's not the path and yet i had felt so guided to to look at that space to find that space and to even consider that option because i'd never ever ever wanted to have a store and because i liked being able to bake at home on my own schedule and you know during nap time and everything and and not have this crazy demand and not step into the manager role of a store that was not what i wanted but so for the first time i felt led to look at opening a store and then I felt very inspired that it wasn't right. And I was like, what was that all about? Why was I supposed to go so far down that path just to get the answer of, nope, that's not what it is. And it's so crazy, you guys. it's so crazy, because I, I really feel like I saw the fulfillment of why, because just a week ago... Um, the other cake decorator here in my town whose name is Lacey and I love her she is so sweet and we've gotten to talk a few times and I I've loved watching what she does here and she makes mostly cookies she has this cute little fridge outside her house where she'll stock it with cookies and then people can just drive by and Venmo her and grab a cookie because like there's no crumble in our town and the nearest crumble's like you know 30 minutes away so <laughs> she is the cookie store of our town and her cookies are delicious. Me and my little boy will walk down the street because it's just a few blocks and we'll grab a cookie and he loves it. We open the fridge and he's like, cookies and it's so fun. And so she announced just a week ago that she is opening a store here in this town and that it's like going to be this beautiful little spot where people can come and sit and have desserts and there's a drive through and, and it's been her dream for years. And can you imagine, A, how stressful it would have been for both of us trying to open the first bakery in this town. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, wait, somebody else is doing it too. There's two of us now, and now we're in competition. Like That would have been such a mind game and such a like weird twist to trying to open a, the first bakery here in this town. It would have definitely put some weird some weird just feelings and situations that would have been just not fun something that neither of us had been planning on and then look at how amazing it is can you imagine can you imagine if she had opened the bakery but I oh hang on my little kiddo this is Ollie he just came in he just woke up we're gonna get ready to go to preschool in a sec okay it's not your box, it's a different box. Okay. I'm just recording an episode for a second. So can can you help me be quiet for just a little bit? Thanks, kiddo. <laughs> um so can you imagine? Can you imagine what would have happened if she had opened her store and I hadn't gone down the path and known for certain that it wasn't what I was supposed to do? Where would my mind have gone? It might have felt really jealous. It might have felt really like, oh, crap, I've lost my shot. Shh, Quiet, baby love. (laughs) And I just I'm so grateful that I was able to actually go through that whole process so that I knew having a storefront is not what I wanted. Having a storefront isn't what I wanted at all and i i know that for certain and so honestly it allows me to just support her 100% and be so excited for her and i am so thrilled to watch her open this bakery and it's it's just i'm able to let that go it's so cool and i'm so grateful look at, look at how that happened how just that whole process really just prepped for for navigating this next step and i love to see that kind of fulfilled um So I'm so excited. I'm so excited to watch her grow that business and to support her. And I love it. I love it so much. And then I get to keep doing the things that I love doing. And I I know that both of us will be able to succeed together. (laughs) So that is the first step. Everything about business, everything about success, the first step, it starts in your mind. It starts with your thoughts. Like that is literally... The first way to have success is to change the way you think about it. Get to a higher state, get inspired, get enthusiastic, and let go of the fear. Let go of the competition because that allows you to step forward with just the fun, the creativity, the excitement for what you do. I'm so glad you got to listen today. Don't forget to sign up for the free mini workshop that me and Kayla are doing. The link is in the show notes, or you can sign up on Instagram. And then if you have anything that you want to learn, if there's any topics that you want me to cover, questions that you want me to answer, feel free to DM me on Instagram. I love getting your feedback. I love creating the show for you and talking about the things you want to hear. So definitely let me know if there's any topics you want to see in future episodes. And thank you for your grace and your patience as I'm a mom in my basement recording this and we have little interruptions during the show I love it I love that that I get to do this with my kids and be at home thank you so much for tuning in and I will talk to you next time